I know you might have already read the band and you may know the artist for what the genre is, but please, I beg you, don't just immediately turn off when you hear what I'm talking about today. I know there's going to be people that are going to say, oh, I don't listen to that and just turn it off, but just give it a chance. Okay, I like to think that this whole podcast has been about live music appreciation and just music appreciation in general. So I know this is probably going to be one of the furthest genres of music from a lot of people's choices, but just give it a chance. I like to think that you might be pleasantly surprised. Hello everyone and welcome to my music memories. Today I am talking about a band who fall within a genre or a set of music which a lot of people from where I live, the UK predominantly, really don't tend to listen to. And I feel like it's partly through education and it's partly through perception. You see, I'm going to be talking today um, about Need to Breathe, and they are an American country artist. Now, the moment I say country, I think there's going to flash a lot of images in people's heads of bands like Dolly Parton, of Trace Adkins, of line dancing and of twangy guitars i feel like honestly that's a very kind of old image for country for the term in general and and it, to put it on par with rock it's like someone saying oh i'm not a fan of rock because i don't like iron maiden Metallica or ACDC. Now, those three bands might have definitely started a very long time ago, but they really don't define rock of today. They're a very small part of the rock. They're still very much going, but to say that you specifically don't like rock because of that feels like you're really not giving it a chance because there are so many other types of rock that you could listen to that might be more your style. And for me, that's very much how I look at country. Now, the Dixie Chicks made a big breakthrough from country to just more normal pop music, I would say, with what many people call their angry album. And a lot more recently in the UK, there was a band called Lady Antebellum, which I think they've actually dropped the Antebellum now. Um, so they're just called Lady A, I think. And um, they made it very big in the general singles chart a good few years ago. And I, th I feel like some of the American country acts... They're not what people... I, I, I don't believe that they're what people think they are. 
me and my brother refer to them as American pop. We don't even call them country because we feel in America, they're not country. That's just their music. That's what a lot of the different states in America would just consider normal music. And I do have quite an extensive playlist, which isn't going to be in the description of this, because I want to focus on Need to Breathe eventually when I get to it. But yeah, there's there's so many just good music. I mentioned one last week, and that's what gave me the idea to do Need to Breathe. But yeah, acts like Gloriana, like Hanson, a lot of people know them for Umbop, but they are a legitimate act who have released albums since the 90s, some very good stuff. Striking Matches is a really good, quite unknown act in in the country scene. And there are even some British country, or again, American pop acts, people like Ward Thomas, who are just really good and there's a definite country feel to the music however it's it doesn't quite go as far as proper like big twangy guitars and that kind of thing it's it's a lot more brought to more modern sounds and i really think people should just give them a try i really do and because i live in the uk it means that a lot of the acts I've just said, they never come here. Or if they do, it's at the one country-to-country music festival that happens a year. And I don't do festivals, so I've never really had the chance to see any if they have come. Except Need to Breathe made an exception. And I have now since seen them twice. So, that is what I'm going to be focusing on today. First of all, I do want you just to give it a shot because I want to kind of show the diversity. So they are country. There is a definite range in the stuff they do. So I want you to give it a try and listen to two songs. Now, if you can access the playlists that I attach to the description, then there will be a playlist below. And it is going to be the Need to Breathe Best Of it is predominantly two albums. Uh, my favourite songs from those albums. That's the main stuff that I listen to. Honestly, it's fantastic for sitting in the sun with a barbecue going. In, in Now, obviously, this isn't the right time of year. However, I don't care. Give it a listen. But specifically, I'm asking you right now to listen to two songs. It's the first two songs. Because those are the first two songs that I heard. This is definitely one of my brother's bands. Over the years, there have been a fair amount of music that me or my brother have listened to that would be considered Christian rock. And a lot of people, again, similar to country, will immediately hear the word Christian in there and think, no, I don't want preachy music, I don't want any of this, that's not what I want, I'm not happy with that, blah, blah, blah. However, it depends on where you look, and it depends on if you're willing to just ignore the symbolism in the music. Because 
for me especially, Creed are considered Christian rock. And when Scott Stapp does his solo stuff, it's very much more so Christian rock. And I think a lot of people don't consider them because they're quite successful. It doesn't mean they're not Christian rock. It just means that you've accepted that. And what happens is when... Well, I say what happens, what used to happen. I haven't noticed it quite as... Doing this quite as much recently necessarily. But the way that YouTube used to work was you would listen to someone and then it would give you a selection of stuff to say... You're listening to this. These are very similar bands. Listen to these as well. I've already said in the Women Rock Playlist podcast. That that was how I discovered a whole bunch of people quite a while ago. Well that was basically how my brother discovered Need to Breathe. He was listening to a different Christian rock band. And YouTube said to him, you're listening to this band, what about this band? And he listened and he liked, he played, I listened and I liked. And that was how we discovered them. That is definitely something I would advise people to do, is if there's ever suggestions, just give them a try. They might not be for you, or you could discover one of your next favourite bands. And I heard these two songs. And... They are just really good songs. They are what I would say they are more rock than they are country. Or than they are pop. Because I I think some of their stuff does definitely dip into the country. But I, I really don't think they go there for to use the term for British people. And I think it will scare you off as well. So I think that they're definitely much more rock, these two songs. If you can't listen to the playlist for whatever reason, or you don't, you can't access it, or the link doesn't work, then go to YouTube right now. And I mean, and I mean, the moment I finish talking, I'll I'll tell you when to go. Um, and go and look for "Need to Breathe." That's all one word, and it is "Oohs and Ahs." That's O O H S and. A-H-H-S, as soon as you start typing it on YouTube, it will fill that in for you. Or, maybe they're on to us. That's the order, that's the first and the second song on my playlist. Go and listen to those songs now, and then come back and we will continue. Now, hopefully, you have gone off and listened to those songs and you've come back with a vigour of wanting to hear about them live. I know most people have probably just haven't bothered, in which case, you know, listen to them afterwards, please. That would be nice. Just because I think you would get a kick out of them. But I'm going to go straight into it now. So, they are a country Christian rock band and that kind of thing isn't normal for the UK and the normal rock scene in general it's not the kind of thing that you would hear and with that in mind I genuinely never thought that I would get to see them live because you don't get to see a lot of country music live however they announced 
back in 2012 that they were going to be coming to Islington, which it's such an it's, it's kind of like Islington is our go-to place now. Um, it used to be the Astoria. That was kind of if we were going to go see someone in London, it was probably going to be Astoria. Whereas now it feels like that's very much Islington is the location now. And they said they were going to be here. It's a nice medium-sized venue. We know it quite well now at this point. So um, we got their normal time. And being honest, I'm the kind of guy that unless I'm really into your band, like full-on crazy about the music have to know everything um, like I was with the Ben Naked Ladies or Blue October I'm not really going to do that much research on the band I'm just going to listen uh, purchase and enjoy they were an act I believe from what I can gather that had a bit of a slow start in success by the time I was into them and listening to their music they had three albums out with a fourth on the way. And when they announced that they were going to be coming here in 2012, the fourth album had just been released. So it was predominantly that album, The Reckoning, that they were touring for, mostly. Now, I've, I've, I've already said it, but the first two albums... I'm not the biggest fan of, I'm being honest, they're fine, they don't really grab me that much, but The Outsiders and The Reckoning are the best albums by far, both those albums are great, the playlist that is attached in the description is predominantly those two albums with a few extras, and I was genuinely really looking forward to it, because it's the kind of music we don't get to go and see live. And it's a bit of a shame. However, having been around for a while, and be, this being their fourth album, the drummer had decided to leave the band. And when they came here in July for the Islington gig, that was actually, I believe, the end of the tour and the last date that that drummer was going to be with them. And I didn't know this because, like I just said, I don't really look up the bands and find out what they're doing and that kind of thing. But what that actually meant was that it was more... It, it, again, I hadn't seen them previously, so I don't really know. But the whole thing felt a little bit more like a celebration for the drummer. As like a good a goodbye send-off kind of thing. Now, I'm sure there was support couldn't tell you who they were don't stick in my mind whatsoever but what does stick in my mind is how just just how good he was the lead vocalist now this band is very much fronted by brothers that go by bear and bow bear is the singer is the lead vocalist plays a bunch of instruments as well and the lead guitarist is Bo now doing my research for this it was announced about a year ago just under a year ago 
that Bo has actually left the band. There's no comment as to why or what happened, but the lead guitarist has now left as well. However, Bear has just such a powerful voice. He really does. And there's very few people that I think when I hear them live, they either sing exactly the same as their recordings, which is a bonus because you very rarely get that, or they sing even better than their recordings. Because that takes some serious vocal prowess. For me, uh, Three Doors Down, Brad Arnold, the singer, he sings exactly like the recording, maybe a little bit better. It's such a solid vocal. David Gray is incredible live. Um, and then Need to Breathe. Those three probably have the strongest vocals for a live performance that I've seen. It's unbelievably strong. And as an example, if you want an example of just how strong his vocals are, this song will be on the playlist, but it's not going to be this version. So I'd advise just go on a little detour, either before or after the playlist, for YouTube and look up the song Difference Maker by Need to Breathe from the Live Room Sessions. That is a, basically a live version of them singing the song Difference Maker. Now, I've said it earlier, but yes, you will have to just bear in mind that it is going to be a little bit religious. There is going to be undertones there. I mean, not undertones. They're going to be blatantly singing about God. But look, I'm I'm very much not religious, and I don't care if he wants to, if if he wants to sing about religion because that's what brings him the most happiness and the most joy. I don't have a problem with that, and I don't see why anyone else should really. Um, so go and go, go and listen to it. And just listen to just how powerful his voice is. Um, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. And then at one point, uh, he came, and the band wanted to do a slightly more intimate couple of songs, and they came forward, and they and the drummer had like a little drumming box which he used, um, which was a much more acoustic version of the drums. Really, really good. Um, I got to hear what was essentially my favourite song in Drive All Night. I love that song so much. It, again, it's much more of the country more than the rock, but it's, it's so good. And, yeah, this is more... That you know, it was it was a very standard concert, in in some aspects, not a massive amount happened, but I wanted to talk about it because, one, his vocals are incredible, and I just think more people should just just listen, and um, discover new music 
like this. Because it is it is fantastic. It's just like I said, if you, obviously not now, because it's, it's still very early in the year, but if you're in a country where it's hot and you have a chance to have like a barbecue or to sit outside and just relax, just put my playlist on of them and and just see what you think. It's it's perfect sunbathing, um, hot barbecue cooking type music. It's absolutely perfect for that. It really, really is. And then if you get the chance to see them live, you should take it. Because in my mind, there are a handful of other bands and artists that I would like to see. But they're not going to make their way over here if they don't think there's an audience. Yet, if people go to see the ones that do attempt to come here, they will tell others, and we can start getting other people coming here. For the longest time, what I think annoyed me the most was I would see lists of festivals and um, like a handful of people that I really liked and wanted to see going to be appearing at these festivals but not doing solo dates in London or anywhere. And it, it bewildered the hell out of me that you're coming all the way over here anyway, just stay an extra night or two and play it in, in like a smaller venue. Choose the Barflyer or Islington, you know? And I think that would be fantastic. That's what, you know, I would want to happen. And I think we need more people to go to these smaller gigs and to these lesser-known artists to discover them and to give them a try. Because then there's a chance we could get a lot more people coming to the UK and everywhere, really. They'll be willing to travel to more places and that kind of thing. But basically, yeah, they were. they came, they were in Islington, they were incredibly good and they really enjoyed themselves and they spoke about how they didn't know if they were going to come and how they're really glad that they did that there was you know there was genuinely a lot more people supporting than they thought and that they will definitely be coming back and we thought okay well that's good it's good that they say that um you know everyone is it's the obligatory we love you whichever town we're in you're the best town that we've been to and we're definitely coming back. It's the kind of thing that you just expect these bands to say. However, November, they've announced that they're coming back again. Of the same year, of, two, of, of 2012. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, we'll go to that too. So, so we went. Uh, by that time, they did have a different drummer. I don't know if it's the, the drummer that they've got now. Or whether they just got like a sub, so to speak. But yeah, they came back and it was just really fun. And they uh, were a little bit more ready. So they performed at Coco's this time. Which is a much more, I would say, established location. It's uh, Again, obviously I have seen... Um, a handful of people at Coco's now, and it is very well seen as kind of like a a fancy stop for people to go to. It's not the biggest in the world, but it's it's a decent enough amount of people. And they did, and they performed fantastically, and we really enjoyed 
the performances. However, I remember talking to my brother. Now, the thing is, I can't honestly remember the set list of what they played. I remember them doing Drive All Night, because that's my favourite song. And I remember them doing Devil's Been Talking, because that's probably my second favourite song. And I know they would have done like a selection of all the albums. However, I don't think they did. Either time, they did Oohs and Ahs, or maybe they're on to us. And those were, at the time, by far my brother's favourite songs. And they definitely held a place in my heart because they were the two song, the first two songs I heard of theirs. So I was really hoping to hear them as well. They're the kind of songs I feel like would be fantastic live. Especially uh, with all kind of the atmospherical music and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I think it would go great live and we would love to hear them. But I remember having a conversation with my brother afterwards, both concerts, about how they didn't do either of those songs. And it was a shame because we really would love to hear them do specifically oohs and ahs and maybe they're on to us you know i have got my favorite songs and i know that i've heard most of them so those will be the only two that i really want to hear um when they come back and speaking of seeing them live basically with covid and everything that happened they released an album the first one without bow in 2020 and uh, they did a very small tour during throughout COVID kind of thing, but they couldn't really tour as much as they wanted to. However, what they did while they weren't touring is they wrote another album. And that album was released the end of last year. So there is high possibilities. I've had a look. I, I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm sure I heard that they were touring over here. But I don't know if I've missed it already or if I'm just making it up. And they are going to be coming here later this year. I'm not sure. But if they are going to be here, then yes, I am very much requesting, please, would you be willing to sing Maybe They're On To Us and and the Oohs and Ahs. As well as new stuff. I like the new albums. I'm, you know, I don't have a problem with those two. It's just, you know, getting the chance. Now that now that, that album specifically is getting further and further away, it's going to be less chance for us to hear those songs when you do tour. So, um, And yeah, if, if you're listening to this, um, definitely, give the, uh, definitely give my playlist a try. Just give it a go. It's like I said, but the way I've tried to layer it is I've tried to have it so that the more rockier stuff is at the beginning and then it slowly goes into the more country stuff i don't think there's anything that i would say is just country first of all it, there is definite rock throughout all their music they are a rock band however there is definite country sound to it which in america would just be called rock and that's the thing i think so yeah, give give the playlist a go. If you like it, like I said, go and listen to Difference Maker, the live sessions. 
on YouTube. It's very, very good. And then, yeah, when they announce their tour, um, maybe I'll meet you there. So, um, so that's where I'm going to leave it. This is really more of a try listen to something that might not quite be in your comfort zone. Just give it a listen. See what you think. However, next time, I'm going to be talking about something that is very much out of everyone's comfort zone. I have been to a concert in which both the support act and the headliners are now both heavily cursed. It is the most cursed concert I have ever been to. And it is very difficult to talk about some of this. But I am going to attempt to make my way through it next time. It was probably one of my first concerts. I think it was probably concert six or seven, something like that. It was definitely very early on. And it was Headliners, Linkin Park, who were supported by the Lost Prophets. And that's all I'm going to say until next time. So if you if you don't know why that would be cursed, then definitely tune in next time because I've got a little educating to do. And, um, and we'll leave it till then. So thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to look out for you next time. <laughs>